growing in God's Word and learning what it means to take up our cross and follow Jesus. This is Crosswalk with Pastor Clay Stevens from Cross Culture Church in Raleigh. The person that makes a statement like that is automatically branded as a lunatic, suppressive, and pretty much straight out of the dark ages. The Bible says that in marriage, a wife is supposed to submit to her husband. But was that from a time when women were treated more like property than a person? Is God just trying to keep women in their place? Is the biblical idea of a wife submitting to her husband, is that from a foregone time? I'm Rick Freeman. Welcome to this week's Crosswalk. As we continue in our series in the book of Colossians, we come today to a very important section as it pertains to the family. Most Christians would agree that marriages and the family are under attack. I have a right to make the choices that I want to make, and no one has the right to tell me any differently. This is my life. These are my choices. End of story. That certainly is popular in the culture in which we live. Well, in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 25, the Apostle Paul addresses specific responsibilities of individuals within the marriage and family. You know, the Apostle Paul was never one to hold back much, and that's certainly the case in these verses. He gives a series of short, direct, declarative statements, beginning with the call for wives to submit to their husbands. If Paul were alive today, I doubt he'd ever get invited to be the keynote speaker at a meeting of the the National Organization of Women. But it's important for us to remember that Paul is writing under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And what he writes is exactly what God wants us to know. God's Word does not teach that we are the same. We are equal, but we are not the same. And anybody that refuses to recognize the physical, emotional, and psychological differences between men and women has either never been married or is living in a state of denial. As you'll hear Pastor Clay say today, Paul's teaching here in Colossians chapter 3 isn't for the timid or faint of heart. It's for those who truly want to honor God with every area of their life, including their marriage. If that's your desire, then we invite you to listen as Pastor Clay explains to us what a wife's submission means and doesn't mean. I heard about this men's uh, meeting, this weekly men's meeting that uh, occurred somewhere up north, uh, Chicago or something like this, and um, an elderly Italian gentleman attended it for the first time, and in the meeting he happened to share that uh, he was coming up, he and his wife were coming up on their 50th wedding anniversary. And uh, so the host of the, of the men's meeting asked uh, the elderly Italian gentleman if he would take a few minutes to share um, maybe, you know, kind of what some of his insights and some of the secrets to uh, having a marriage that lasted uh, so long and, and the success like that. And, and um, so the elderly Italian gentleman said, well, uh, I, I, I tried to treat her right. Uh, I, I tried to spend the money on her uh, uh, I, I try to, uh, uh, to do the right thing. Uh, uh, most important of all, uh, on our 25th uh, anniversary, I take her to Italy. Uh, and uh, so everybody's just applauding. That was awesome. And, and the, the, the leader guy said, wow, uh, Giuseppe, you're just an inspiration to us. W- what in the world are you going to do for your wife or for your 50th anniversary? And Giuseppe says, uh, I am going to go back and pick her up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so is that it? 
Is, is that the, the secret to successful marriage? Let's kind of keep out of each other's way and hope that, uh, you know, is that the answer? Hey, listen, anybody that has tried their hand at marriage can testify to the fact that it is not easy. As a person who's been married for quite some time, I would readily agree that marriage is not always easy. But I would be quick to add that marriage can be good. It can be very, very good. Certainly we live in a world that puts an emphasis on individuality, puts an emphasis on self. This is my life. I have a right to live it the way I want to. This is my happiness that we're talking about. I have a right to be happy. I have a right to make the choices that I want to make, and no one has the right to tell me any differently. This is my life. These are my choices. End of story. That certainly is popular in the culture in which we live. So what happens when somebody comes along and says something like, you know, the Bible says that wives are supposed to (laughs) submit to their husbands. Now, the person that makes a statement like that is automatically branded as a lunatic, suppressive, and pretty much straight out of the dark ages. So, is that the case? Is the biblical idea of a, of a wife submitting to her husband, is that from a foregone time when, when uh, women were treated much more like a piece of property than they were a person? Is God and the Apostle Paul who wrote this letter to the church in Colossae, are they chauvinists who simply want to keep women in their place of inferiority and men in their place of superiority? Some people certainly would think so. And certainly, let me say this, there have been horrific injustices committed against women by men throughout history. They have been abused, they have been mistreated, they have been taken advantage of by men. And it still, by the way, goes on in certain ways and in certain places in the world today. But nowhere in God's Word is that His desire or His design. Nowhere does God's word say or even imply that men are superior and women are inferior. Nowhere in God's word does it say that men are to be dominant and women are to be doormats. That's simply not the case. God's word speaks of equality. God's word speaks of the equality between men and women. Equality in our worth and value to God. God's word speaks of the equality in access between men and women to God. God's word speaks of equality in God's love for both men and women. But God's word does not teach that we are the same, we are equal. But we are not the same. And anybody that refuses to recognize the physical 
emotional and psychological differences between men and women has either never been married or is living in a state of denial. We are equal, but we are not the same. God has created us that way, and that's not something to be uh, resisted. That's not something to be rejected. That's not something to be overcome. That's actually something to be embraced and celebrated. Because when we do marriage God's way, those differences, those distinctions actually complement one another in such a way that both the husband and the wife are stronger more complete together than they ever were as individuals. Of course, the world needs to understand that God also gave us this thing called marriage. He is the designer of it. It's not always perfect, but God's design always is. Now, I don't have to tell you this, but you understand the world's Solution is, if you're in a bad marriage, get out. Bad marriage, get out. My purpose today is not to open up old wounds or, or make you feel bad if you have experienced divorce before in your life. By the grace of God and the patience of my wife, I've never experienced a divorce. But I've never been gored by a bull either. And I'm pretty sure the pain must be pretty similar. I'm also sure I don't want to experience either one, and I'm quite positive that a person who has experienced divorce doesn't want to ever again. The world says if you're in a bad marriage, get out. God says, no, if you're in any kind of marriage, nearly wed, newly wed, long time wed, great marriage, good marriage, bad marriage, ridiculous marriage, God says, don't get out, get on. Get on my plan." For marriage. I've got a design for marriage. God says, get on my plan for marriage. I designed it that way. I've got something for you. And if you think about it, it it makes perfect sense. Um, If, for instance, you want it to be um, the best you could be at... um, Man, I've already forgotten it now. Uh, uh, Gumball? What's the the newest number one app? Game app. Y'all know what it is? No, it just passed Angry Birds. See, y'all are so behind. (laughs) It just just passed Angry Birds as the number one game app. I think it's called uh, Gumball. Bubble Ball. Bubble Ball. That's it. Bubble Ball. Haven't y'all heard of it? Somebody has it. It just passed Angry Birds as the number one uh, game app. If I wanted to be the absolute best at Bubble Ball as I could possibly be, wouldn't it make sense? That if I had the opportunity, wouldn't it make sense to go to the person that designed that game? To sit down and say, now listen, how does this work? And what do you mean with this? And how do I get to this level? And, and all that, you know, how, wouldn't it make sense? And if I had the opportunity to go to the designer, isn't that what I would want to do? By the way, his name is Robert Ney, and he's a 14-year-old 8th grader. I don't know about you, but I was not, when I was an 8th grader, I was just trying to survive pre-algebra and figure out how to ask a girl to dance. That's... that's God has a design for marriage. So doesn't it make sense that if God has designed this thing called marriage and God has designed us, doesn't it make sense that I would go to him and seek his wisdom 
about this thing called marriage and how to make this whole crazy thing work? Wouldn't I be foolish, in fact, if I didn't do that? I really think I would be. So, uh, in this chapter 3, where we are, uh, we have uh, been slowly walking our way through this chapter. And as I said today, my intent is not to to stir up uh, bad feelings or make you feel bad or anything else. My intent is to take the text and see what the text gives us as we've been walking through the book of Colossians all this summer. And to help us understand that God does offer another way that you can get on with His plan. And, and in this process, if we walk through Colossians chapter 3, He's already dealt with a whole bunch of things. And if you looked back in Colossians 3 in verses that we've read in the last few weeks, you would see some of these things that He's, that he's talked about or, or made mention of so far. Uh, he's talked about the things like uh, immorality and, and impurity and evil desires, just the struggles that those have. He's talked about greed and, and anger and, and, and gossip. He's brought up things like foul speech and lying and uh, even delved into areas like... Uh, well, there was prejudices and things like that as well. But also, he gets into compassion. He gets into kindness. He gets into humility. He gets into patience, uh, prejudices, forgiveness, love, uh, peace, thankfulness. All of these different areas. So if you think about it, if you look at those topics, you think, wow, he's really kind of dealt with the stuff. And you just roll up the sleeves and this is the stuff of the world. This is the stuff of my life. And this is where I live every day. And then he summarizes... He summarizes all of that section with that radical verse that we looked at last week, uh, chapter 3, verse 17, where he says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. I say that it's radical because, as I said last week, ladies and gentlemen, God doesn't desire to just be a part of your life. And I really think that that's where a lot of people are missing this Christianity thing. They tend to think of it as a section or a compartment or a part of their life. Well, I I, I have my work, I, I have my family, I have my recreation, I have my faith. Well, I'm sorry. Jesus didn't die to be a part of your life. He desires to be your life. And as I said last week, he doesn't leave uh, any wiggle room in this. There, there's no small print. And whatever you do in word or deed, including your marriage, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So he's talked about all of these things. And, and chapter 17 made a great, I mean, verse 17 made a great wrap up of those first 16 verses of chapter 3. But as I also said last week, chapter 17 makes a great introduction into verses 18 through 25, where he gets, I mean, he just gets right down in our mess. And begins to talk about the role of a wife and the role of a husband and the role of children and and the role of parents and and, and even even our role and responsibility in the workplace. So Colossians chapter 3 this morning. We're not going to get through all of this, but uh, if Jesus tarries and he leaves me here and he leaves you here, I hope you'll come back next week and we'll pick it up wherever we stop. Verse 18, wives, be subject to your husband Husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. 
Slaves, in all things, obey those who are your masters on earth, not with external service as those who merely please men, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. And whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. For he who does wrong will receive the consequences of the wrong which he has done, and that without partiality. I don't think that last part, those last few verses were up on the screen, but I just want to go ahead and read through verse 25. Now, let's, let's dive into this uh, real quickly with the time that we have left. Um, ladies first. Here, here, here's a statement for you. Submission is not a dirty word. Submission is not a dirty word. Verse 18 says this. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. As is fitting in the Lord is simply a way of saying this is God's desire and design for your lives, wives. That it is God's plan that you submit or subject or place yourself under the headship or leadership of your husbands. Now, ladies, bring him back with you next week because we're going to get to the husbands. But ladies first... As is fitting, in other words, you could say, this is what fits your life. This is God's expectation on your life, to submit to your husbands. Now, um, there's a little more I could say about that, but let me, let me get on into uh, uh, some, of the, some, of the, some of the things that you need to know about. Okay, what does this mean? All right, I, I hear you, I understand, and all that kind of stuff. By the way, can I just say this? And you, you gathered it from, from the reading. But this is not for the, for the timid of heart, right? This is not for the, for the one foot in and the one foot out crowd. This is for those who understand that the call of Christianity is a call to absolute radical Jesus freak type stuff. And, and you just got to decide who, who you're going to believe. God, if he's designer. Who are you going to believe? God? Are you going to believe the world? All right, let's look at some things real quick. Um, first things about this, you need to understand. It's voluntary. All the wives are going, oh, praise Jesus. <laughs> I was, oh, I was hoping that was in there. <laughs> oh, wait a minute now. Not so fast. All right, when, when I say it's voluntary, that's not to say that God doesn't care one way or the other. That's not to say that, well, God doesn't really, you know, well, you just pick, you just, it's voluntary, you choose whichever one you want. No, that's not what I'm saying. God has an expectation on your life, ladies, and that expectation includes the idea of placing yourself under the leadership, the headship of your husbands. But here in chapter 18, where it says, wives, be subject, or some translations have submit, that verb subject or submit, that verb in the original Greek language that the New Testament was written in is in what is called the middle voice. The voice, well, let me just, let me just run through it. It's, it's in the middle voice. In other words, it's not in the active voice where a husband could say, you must submit to me. It's not in the passive voice where a wife might say, well, I'm being forced to submit. This is being done to me. I'm being forced. No, it's in the middle voice, which means that, that the woman who is married, the wife in this situation is, wait for it, is voluntarily, willingly 
placing herself under the headship of her husband. That she is choosing to do this. No husband has a right to expect you or to demand that you do this. it's, It's voluntary. I heard about this guy who just finished reading this book. Wow, we're really out of time. I heard about this guy who just finished reading this book called You Can Be the You Can Be the Head of Your Home. And he uh uh, he, he, he finished the book and he came downstairs and he, sa- <laughs> and he says, listen, things are going to be a little different around here from now on. Tonight, you're going to fix me a full four-course meal. You're going to fix me a delicious meal of whatever I want and I'll let you know what I want in a few minutes. And then after I eat that meal, you're going you're to serve me a sumptuous dessert and then after that dessert, we're, we're going to go upstairs later and, well, you know. And then after that, you're going to run me a bath so I can, so I can just soak and relax. You're going to wash my back. You're going to towel me dry. And after that, you're going to massage my feet and my hands. And then tomorrow morning, guess who's going to get me dressed and comb my hair? And without even looking up from the table, she said... The undertaker would be my first guess. (laughs) Husbands, you don't have the right to demand that your wife submit or subject herself to you. But ladies, this is what God wants you to do. This is what he wants you to do. Hey, listen, can I just stop here real quick and just say this? Is God a good God? It's not a trick question. Is God a good God? Then then isn't it safe to assume that if God is a good God and if this good God has told a wife to place herself under the headship of her husband, doesn't it make sense that it must be for her good? You ever, ever, uh, maybe perhaps you've had this thought. Now, now, listen, ladies, I know, I know the, I know, all right? You're saying, no, you don't, no. But just the idea of submission and subject just makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Don't even talk in that way, doesn't it? Why? Why should I submit to him? I'm just as much a person as he is. I'm just as valuable as he is. Why should I submit? Let me ask you a question. Why does our society ask us to submit to the authority of a police officer? Is it not for our good and for the good of our society? For a law enforcement officer? Is it not for the protection of ourselves and of our family that, that our, our laws are in our society ask us to place ourselves under the authority of a law enforcement officer? Is that law enforcement officer any, any more valuable than you are? No. Is he of any more worth than you are? No. So, uh, so the idea of placing yourself under someone's authority is actually for good. It's voluntary. Here's a second one, real quick. It's Christ-like. When you place yourself under the headship of your husband, it's Christ-like. And by the way, this is probably the best example of why we know that God did not, when God said to submit to your husband, this is why we know that he didn't mean that you were less or that you were not as valuable or that you were inferior to your husband. This is how we know that he didn't mean that. Because this is exactly what Jesus Christ did. I need to give you a real quick theology lesson. Uh, Within within what is called orthodox or standard or accepted uh, Christianity is the belief that is known as the doctrine of the Trinity. 
The doctrine of the Trinity is, basically, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all three co-equal and co-eternal. Should I say that again? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are co-equal and co-eternal. That is a bedrock principle of Orthodox Christianity. So they are, in other words, there's no hierarchical structure within the Godhead, the, 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 the Trinity. So they're all equal, and yet we know that God the Son willingly placed himself under the headship of God the Father when he came to earth. In uh, John chapter 5, I think it is, uh, Jesus says this, uh, truly, 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 I say to you, uh, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. He did it for our Good. He placed himself under the headship of the Father so that he might come and redeem us. And he willingly did it. Ladies, when you place yourself under the headship of your husband, you're actually being Christ-like. Third, it's practical. It's just practical to do this. This may come as a shock to some of you, but marriage is not a partnership. It's, it's not. In a, in a true partnership where both parties have absolute and final authority in making a decision, there's never a problem in that partnership. As long as they don't come to a decision that has to be made where they disagree. But when they come to a decision that has to be made that is of major importance and they disagree on it, then the partnership is in trouble. So let me ask you, in marriage, between a husband and a wife, are there... I don't know, are there ever any opportunities for a husband and wife to disagree about some decision that needs to be made? Yeah, only every day. And if you as a wife think that you have the the authority to make the decision just as much as, as he does, you know what you end up with? Stalemate, anger, bitterness, aggravation. Come to think of it. Pretty much what you see in a lot of marriages sometimes. But I, 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 I bring money into this household just like he does. My name is on the mortgage just like his is. I have a right to have a say. Okay, let me just say. Let me just say, and I'll quit with this. Any husband that does not consider his wife, in the decision-making process, any husband that does not hear what his wife has to say is, um, let's say, how should I put this? An idiot. An idiot. Because because she uh, has life experiences as well. She has walked away. She's seen things. Hopefully she's praying and seeking God's uh, will and God's direction. Why, Why wouldn't you consult your wife on issues like that. No, any man that just hands down edicts and claims God has given me this authority to do so is foolish. He really is. But, ladies, bring your husbands back next week. We'll get to them. But ladies, when it comes to your rights, I'm sorry, but you gave those away. Whoa, when did I do that? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Shall I read it to you? 
I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. You gave your rights to God, ladies and gentlemen. And if you gave them to God, that means surrender, and surrender results in obedience. And obedience in this area of your life, ladies, if you're married or plan on being someday, means placing yourself under the headship or the leadership of your husband. But, but he, he, he's made mistakes before, or he, he doesn't deserve for me to just, just give him all that, just, just place myself under. He doesn't, doesn't deserve that. You know what? You are absolutely right. He doesn't deserve it. He's a jerk. <laughs> he, doesn't des- he doesn't deserve it. You, we we underappreciate you, overexpect from you, underromance you, and probably pretty much act like a jerk most of the time. We, we don't deserve it. But it's never been about us deserving it. It's been about God deserving it. It's about God deserving for you to seek to honor Him with your lives. And, and we'll get to the last one and then the other stuff i got to say. We'll get to that next week. But ladies, let me, just, let me just close with this. Let me just say this. If you honor God with your life, God will honor you. And if you honor God with your life, it's been a good life. No matter what happens or what goes through, and we'll talk about some of that next week, but if you honor God with your life, it'll be good. Submission is not a dirty word. Now, we'll talk more, a little bit more about it next week, and then we'll jump on us men for a while as well. Certainly, the idea of a wife submitting to her husband is looked at by our society today as something old-fashioned, outdated, even suppressive. But God's never been much interested in man's opinion. As we heard Pastor Clay explain today, since God's the designer of marriage, doesn't it make sense to seek His blueprint for doing marriage? Since God is a good God, can't we trust Him to give us exactly what we need to have a strong, healthy, satisfying, and rewarding marriage? Like Pastor Clay said, in the end, it comes down to who are you going to believe, God or the world? We're glad you joined us for this week's message on Crosswalk. Each week, Pastor Clay opens the Bible and brings out its exciting and practical truths to apply to our lives. Cross Culture Church is a new church in North Raleigh, but instead of religion, we're about relationships. And instead of rituals, we practice realness. We meet Sundays at 1030 at Leesville Road High School, a mile and a half south of I-540, exit 7. And we welcome anyone looking for a place to learn about God's plan for their life. At Cross Culture Church, we experience the liberating, satisfying, life-changing power of the cross. And it's our desire to bring that power to a culture in need of freedom, hope, and joy. We hope you'll come join us on a Sunday morning. We'll save a seat for you. Cross Culture Church, a new church for people like you. Learn more about us, who we are, what we're about, what we do, and what we believe. Visit us online at crossculturelife.org. Cross Culture Church, taking the cross to our culture and taking our culture to the cross.